You're listening to the Lockin Podcast with Mike and Baz. Coming up on this week's show. Unfortunately, uh, in the States, it is it's a shitty situation right now. We've definitely like backslid, you know, 200 years at this point. It's good that uh, that you think that too, because pretty much the rest <laughs> of the world I think is looking and going, what the fuck is going on in that country? What are yeah. we doing? Yeah, I know. Now, like, if I were to travel outside of the States and somebody asked me where I was from, I'd be like, Canada, eh? (laughs) (laughs) South Canada. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're the upstairs neighbors kind of banging on the floor going, can you guys keep it down? We're just trying to live our lives. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's edition of the Lockin' Podcast. My name's Mike, and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. That joke never gets old. <laughs> it's got to one day for sure. I don't think it will. I'm not going to let it. So welcome everybody to a brand new season of the Locking Podcast. This is probably we, we didn't really split it into seasons. We just had a bit of time off in the summer. But I guess this is the first one of season three. Are um, we three already? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, welcome everybody. Thanks for coming along. Um, before we go anywhere, like like subscribe, do all that shit. Okay. If there's a button to press, press it um, and share it with people. So on this week's episode, I'm so excited. We've got a really, really good one for you because we've got two guests. So there's going to be four people on this podcast and they're in four different countries, which is groundbreaking. Our guests on this week's show are Dana Pereira and Samantha Graham. Hello. Good evening, good morning, whatever time it is where you are. How are we? Good. I'm I'm at 2 p.m. right now, so I feel kind of like a square because I have a water bottle and I really feel like I should lie to you and say it's vodka. (laughs) Well, that's basically just American beer, anyways, Dana. So Oh, it started already. I oh, we are it. starting already, right after the the Canadians are already proving we don't live up to the reputation of being that nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it have we, have we started with Coors versus Budweiser already? Is that is that what's happening here? Here's the thing: I really like Canadian beer. I'm a Labatt's girl. I like Labatt's, and I like Molson. <laughs> I didn't realize there were so many beers from Canada. Yeah. I've heard of all of them, but I just didn't realize they were all Canadian. <laughs> two of two. <laughs> so, um, as I say, our guests tonight um, are Dana Pereira and uh, Samantha Graham. Um, they are the hosts of the Participation Trophy Wife podcast, which um, I came across recently. Um, really excited to have them on. And I'm going to give you each 60 seconds to tell me who you are and give me a bit of background. Okay. I'm going to go to Dana first. 60 seconds. Tell me who you are, what you are, and um, and how you ended up where we are. No, I'll do that again. This is why we stopped doing it live. This is why you don't drink before. I've only had two pints, and I can't string a fucking sentence together. So... I'll start it's like that without beers, to be fair. I know, yeah. I, I yeah. feel like you should keep it all in. It's quite very true, entertaining. I think I will. I think I'll keep all this in now. Right, so uh, I'll do that again. So, Dana, 60 seconds. Tell us about you. Yeah, sure. So, I do need to correct you really quick. Our show is called Where's Our Participation Trophy? We kind of are a sub show of That Trophy Wife Life, which is a show that I was doing before. And then Sam and I joined forces and decided that we're going to take over the fucking world with Where's Our Participation Trophy? So, I am, again, yeah, I'm a mom of four. SoCal living, uh, self-proclaimed participation trophy wife. I kind of uh, did that whole thing on Twitter where I was making fun of my family and stuff like that. I called myself the participation trophy wife. And now I get hate all the time saying, you're not a trophy wife because people don't know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) It's a WOPT for sure, isn't it? Whopped. I really want WAPT to catch on, but so far, no dice. Do you have, have you got a hashtag with WAPT? I do. I do WAPT pod. I hashtag with See, it. I yeah. think that other song has <laughs> like it corner. Cardi B might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Samantha, 60 seconds. Let's hear about you. 
Sure. So my name is Samantha Graham. I'm from Toronto, Canada, as you mentioned. So I am doing the elder millennial single girl part of the dynamic on Where's Our Participation Trophy. So we actually borrowed elder millennial from a comedian by the name of Eliza Schlesinger. I've probably butchered the name, but if I ever get it right, it's more of a miracle than anything. Uh, <laughs> she did a whole bit on it. I loved it. It's sort of this in between. We're not quite uh, Gen X. We're not quite millennials. We're sort of in that. What the hell are we doing? Have we become adults? And, and when did that all happen? So that's kind of the gist of where elder millennial comes from. So we blended it all together and we talk all kinds of things. Um, but I'm, I'm representing the single girl lifestyle, I guess, with a professional uh, day job. So that's me in a very quick nutshell. Well, I've got news for you. Me and Buzz are squarely in Gen X, and um, neither of us know what the fuck we're doing by now anyway. We don't know when we're going to grow up and be adults. Yeah, so We're not offering any advice here, trust us. It's, yeah, it's, we it's, keep it's, looking to the Gen X for, for some leadership, and they're all kind of just shrugging their shoulders going, we grew up on after-school specials, so your guess is as good as mine because we just let ourselves in, and that, that's where we got life's lessons from. So We just don't want to get blamed for the fuck-ups that were coming, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's not our fault. Um, not that we think Gen X cares too much about getting blamed for much of anything, or cares too much about the opinions of others. So you'll probably nah, just let that down. Right? I, I, I read a meme the other day that said, um, "Kids these days don't know the bomb because when I was five years old, I died, and my mum told me to walk it off." Yeah, <laughs> and that's that, that's pretty much what happened in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, eighties yeah, too. Put some Windex on it. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem It'll at all. So, yeah. brilliant. So, yes, um, the podcast is, of course, called uh, Where's Our Participation Trophy? That's, not, that's, um, just, that's a really difficult title to have as well, particularly if you've had a drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm on my third pint. That's why I'm not going to say it again. That's why I tried to say it in a different way, but I got it wrong. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, So, um, how did you guys meet? Twitter. We met through Twitter. And if you want to be technical about it, we've never actually seen each other's eyeballs in person. Huh? It's all been over Zoom so far, although we really need to remedy that situation quickly. I've, I've thrown out some uh, girls trips ideas, so maybe, maybe we can make that happen at some point. Um, but yeah, we have been following each other on Twitter for years now kind of interacting with each other and um i had her on that trophy wife life when i was ho hosting that show and god i just loved she's so funny and she's so fucking smart and i just loved working with her and when i really wanted to kind of do the whole co-hosty thing again um she was the first person i thought of i was like god and so i reached out and i was like what do you think about and she was like oh hell yeah let's go yeah, it's funny because the the world of social media and you meet people, right? And there was a time in our lives, I'm sure all of us, where when the internet was introduced, your parents' first thing was don't meet strangers from the internet. And I feel like now all I do is meet strangers from the internet, whether it's friends, someone that I'm going to collaborate with on something like this, dates, they all come from the internet. So now, and we're also getting in strangers' cars by way of Uber. So we've just taken all of our parents' <laughs> advice and thrown it right out of the window but yeah dana and i met through twitter um and i funny enough as she was kind of preparing to propose this to me i had also thought about it earlier this year that i wanted to start doing something in the podcast space more along the lines of comedies and i think we both kind of talked about you put it out there that you were doing some stand-up i let you know that i was interested in giving my my uh putting my toe in the water for that one too and so the rest is history here we are yeah. So, so it's an interesting question. So have you both had a kind of entertainment background before Twitter? Nope. Okay. <laughs> no. Nope, not at all. I mean, I think I'm entertaining. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody else does, but I was I mean, kind of ballsy of me to be like, you know what? I think people will fucking listen to what I have to say. I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> pretty much what we did and do you know what it's a very similar thing we met through tiktok um and we only met in real life um because uh, we had a tv show to make together so yeah. oh shit oh no so, we thought yeah we, we we actually met up before that but um obviously when you're in this kind of realm where the only part of you is your upper body Mm -hmm. uh, when you finally meet each other, there's also that kind of strange thing about, oh, you look exactly as I, and you sound 
how you sound and you look how you sound. I've always like said how that I'm quite short. And Mike's first thing to me when he we first met, he said, "I was uh, what did you say? I was uh... you were disappointingly averagely height." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting this little minion to get out of the car when you turned up. And uh, just unfortunately, I mean, he is short, but I'd been, if if, uh, if I hadn't, I don't know if you've seen Baz's transitions and stuff, if I hadn't been mm-hmm. warned that he was short, um, I would have thought he was, um, I don't know, a grown-up man's height. Um, and, um, uh, and, and yeah, I think I would have been more shocked. Um, I just thought he was further away than he was. That's all it was. <laughs> Did you guys get into TikTok with, COVID and the lockdowns and everything too, I guess by the name of the podcast, that's kind of how this all came to be. We all found our way to the dancing app by way of a being locked yeah. in our homes for far too long. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this this used to be called the lock uh, the lockdown lock-in. Ah, so it all started okay. with, when the pubs were shut, we were, we met up here um, in our virtual pub because we weren't allowed in real ones. Um, and yeah, now we've just dropped the lockdown and it's just the lock-in. So, uh, so there we no, go. It actually, it was it was it was less subtle than that we 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 used to do um, uh, like FaceTime calls on a Wednesday night while we were drinking. That's how it started. And Mike literally said, "Oh, we should turn this into a podcast." And then on the following Wednesday, when we were due to meet up, he said, "Click this link and join me on here." <laughs> I'm, I'm still like this right now. So don't mess about. <laughs> See, Baz is still shocked. Baz is still like a rabbit in the headlights trying to figure all this out. So um, now that we're not in lockdown anymore, are you guys like still screw going to the bar? Like I'm done going to the pubs. I'd rather yeah. sit in my house or are you like, get me the I've hell out o- of I've here? I've already been in a pub today. So okay. um, <laughs> I, I live in a country that's just brought in minimum pricing on, on alcohol and it's, um, it's increased the, um, the, uh, the price of beer in supermarkets, but not in pubs. So oh, it encourages okay. me to go to more pubs. I'm blaming the government for the fact I'm oh. in pubs more than I should be. Hey, work smarter, not harder, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, uh, me and Baz are here um, every Wednesday in our uh, in our virtual pub having a few drinks and chatting nonsense. So speaking of which, um, <laughs> I've got some, um, some questions to get to know you both a little bit better. So um, I'm going to come to Dana first. Um, I don't know how I chose these questions. I just searched for random questions on the internet, which is... <laughs> Which is how I get most of me, uh, most of me material for the podcast. To be honest, that's research for you. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I'm pissing about on the internet all the time, so I might as well use it for the podcast. So uh, the first question I'm going to ask of both of you, but Dana first is: What is the one article of clothing that, if someone wore on a first date, it would make you walk out of there? Man, walk out of i mean literally walk out not just with a swastika if anybody came in with like a swastika on their shirt or like a hood on anything that is like highly racist i would be like fuck off like i am out of here i i would be up and out of there as i was recording them and like putting them on the internet because they're a piece of shit and they deserve it well i I was um you know i've uh we've seen a lot of what's going on in the states but i didn't expect people to be turning up for a first date with like burning crosses and stuff (laughs) people are ballsy right It, it is actually disgustingly terrifying how ballsy that short four years gave these people so much permission to show what pieces of trash they are and yeah unfortunately uh in the states it is it's a shitty situation right now we've definitely like backslid you know 200 years at this point it's good that uh that you think that too because pretty much the rest of the world i think is looking and going what the fuck is going on in that country what are we doing (laughs) yeah i know now like if i were to travel outside of the states and somebody asked me where i was from i'd be like canada eh (laughs) (laughs) south canada <laughs> Meanwhile, we're the upstairs neighbors kind of banging on the floor, going, Can you guys keep it down? We're just trying to live our we've lives. We still got friends here. We just like, <laughs> Can you stop all that shit that you're doing now, please? Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, Samantha, what about you? The, I, I was expecting more kind of the uh, along the mildly controversial. Uh, the, I saw that mildly <laughs> controversial line and I fucking nosedived right over it. <laughs> The Americans being extreme, it's hardly ever heard of. 
I was going to stay with a very safe answer and just say a Montreal Canadiens jersey, which is very typical of a Canadian to say a hockey jersey for the opposing team for mine, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, no, I think that that would actually spark. I've I've uh, I've dated people who have that, and it actually gives um, it actually gives some conversation. So that's a tough one because it would be. Hard to hard to come after Dana with the swastika. I'm trying to think of. What about Crocs? Don't, don't, don't How think, do we feel about Crocs? But please, please don't think that if you come up with something other than swastikas, that is in any way you justifying somebody turning up on a first date with swastikas. Okay, that's not what this yes. is. You you, you get so, your own little time now. Yeah, it goes it goes without saying that any paraphernalia that suggests that you are a bigot is already a no-go red flag this state stops here yeah i think dana crocs might be a good answer i'm seeing a lot of those out and about but i want to say these weirdly because we are still in summer here and summer temperatures uh you know hovering around 33 celsius like i know you guys in the uk had a heat wave over the last little bit too they know what celsius means dina so we can all talk and you're gonna have to do the calculation in, head in your right head now. yeah because it's not 1974 anymore <laughs> i taught her on one of our episodes so she's working through it she's doing the math the mental math um i want to say the weirdly um either the very short shorts on a man or the one piece like a romper which might be slightly different terminology than you guys have because i don't it's know a if that's boiler a suit, yeah yeah it's like this onesie but men are wearing them and they're patterned and they're often pastel and it's this very strange downtown toronto look that was a little more in a summer before this one but i've seen them on instagram they're still lurking around and that's a hard no for me unless he's trying to be funny about funny it. So short shorts or, or a onesie, no thank you. <laughs> or a swastika, just, just to put it on record. No so um, onesie with really short legs, swastikas. That's yeah. in, one, that's a, in one outfit. That's a definite hard, hard stop. So are Go you guys on. saying there's actually a market for this? Because I might produce one of those just to sell in America. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the, uh, the next question um, is... Um, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Ooh. Who are the three people you want on your team? It's Dana first again. Hmm. See, this is okay. the hard-hitting shit you don't get on most other podcasts. Yeah, so, so Dana's now okay. thinking, I'll get the guy with the swastika because he's clearly... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he clearly doesn't give a shit. Yeah, we shouldn't have kicked him, him out round one. We need him back now. I, I can use him as a club to hit the zombies with. Um, okay. I'm going the rock. I got to bring the rock with me because I think that he would be useful. Um, oh, I mean, sorry, if useful. anything. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to go, I yes, useful. No. No, well, no, no. I want somebody that is That's going purpose. To... Yeah. <laughs> that is it's purpose useful to be also. eye candy. Um, I, I mean, oh, gosh. Okay. Who else am I bringing? I'm bringing the rock. I'm bringing... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, because I want to have sex with him before I die. Um, and you have to be quick I'm, if there's a zombie apocalypse. And I'm and I'm sure he could be quick. Uh, and <laughs> he looks like he goes fast. And I'm bringing my husband, but I'm gonna make him close his eyes and plug his ears when I'm having sex with Gyllenhaal. You're so Excellent. considerate. That I really was, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I hope he isn't listening to this because he came third. Oh, yeah, he knows. <laughs> yeah. He knows. <laughs> and your four kids are tapping on the window going, Mom! Mom! <laughs> well, I can't bring them. They will die first, and I can't watch that happen. Or they're just going to slow you down. You're only allowed three. Yeah. You'd have to choose one. If you picked your kids, you'd have to choose one that didn't make the cut. Yeah. Ugh. Some. All right. I'm going to go first up, Will Smith. And here's why. One, he did the movie I Am Legend. So he's got experience. And if all else fails, he'll just slap out the zombies. So he's already he, got that. He's ready to slap go. any zombie. He'll just bitch slap all the zombies. Two, and I'm just going to blend real life and fictional characters. I want MacGyver. I know this is an old school. Mm, um, I love MacGyver. You know, Brilliant. character that some people wouldn't know, but, you know, 
he's going to be able to make use of any little toothpick and suddenly we've got a spear and he's going to turn everything into something that's going to be useful. Mm. Um, And the third one, the third one is tough because I don't have a husband that I got to like, I'm obligated to drag (laughs) along on this adventure. I'm going to say my best friend. She's going to hate me for this because she's like, why do I got to go to all of this? I want out of the zombie apocalypse. But she's been with me since the beginning. She's my ride or die. So sorry, best friend. You're you're coming to the zombie apocalypse. We're going to do this together. We're going out together. That's it. This is the die part of the ride or die. Yes. Yeah, it definitely might be the die part. (laughs) She signed up for it. (laughs) What's her name, by the way? Stephanie. There you go, Stephanie. Stephanie, you're, you're part of this crew. Name yeah. check us shortly before she gets eaten. Yeah. Um, okay, um, next up. Uh, which fictional family would you be a member of? Ooh. Bundy's. Bundy or... Al Bundy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong ones. Did you guys have married with children over there? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the other Bundy family is not fictional. So okay. yeah, Al look, and look. Peggy. I I would be a part of their family because I would want to sit right next to Peggy on the couch, tossing bonbons down my face hole, and you know have big hair and really annoy the shit out of Al. See, I'm going to edit all that out so it sounds like you meant the other one. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with Ted? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I heard he was a nice guy until he was doing the murdering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what his mum said, anyway. I mean, one little one little personality trait that doesn't go goes slightly against the grain, and everyone's got it in for you. He was the most yeah. handsome in prison. I don't see the problem. <laughs> Well, they got Zac Efron to play him in the films. He must have been good looking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not the only crime Zac Efron's committed, to be fair. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's, sorry, that's that's just my two penneth. Um, Samantha? I want to go wholesome, full house, but not for wholesome reasons. I think it's because since I was pretty young, I've had a crush on Uncle Jesse, so I want to replace Aunt Becky in this in this little scenario we're gonna oust aunt becky i'm the new aunt becky because i've had a uncle jesse thing since i was far too young to have a thing for a grown man that's wait a, are you still that's gonna my call confession him of the day. uncle jesse or does he just get upgraded to jesse at that point i mean people are doing the daddy thing we could take a test run on uncle see how that lands i don't this is, know everybody's got to mention daddy trust me <laughs> is, 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 is uncle issues a thing now is that a yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> you never know. We're gonna take it for a, a test drive, and I'll let you guys know. <laughs> okay. Um, randomly start calling dudes uncle. <laughs> oh, hey, uncle. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. This is where it started. <laughs> well, I think the first uncle was say uncle, say uncle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it could go that route too. We don't know what kind of night I'm gonna have. It could go any direction. <laughs> Especially after you single white female, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, the next question is, uh, what is a, as you said before, um, we've done a couple of shows where we've done mildly controversial opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, So what is a mildly controversial opinion that you have and you firmly believe in? Okay. Mildly controversial opinion that I have is uh, people take their pizza toppings way too fucking seriously. If I want pineapple on my fucking pizza, it's none of your goddamn business. I like pineapple on my pizza. I'm I'm sorry, Dana's got, we've lost Dana now. Um, I don't know what happened there. Um, She mentioned pineapple on pizza, but I think there must be something happening. Oh, she's back. Yeah, and I'm not a terrible person because of it. If you like something else on your pizza, you do you, boo. <laughs> if you're going to come, when I say fruit doesn't uh, fruit doesn't belong on a pizza, if you're the type of person that's going to come back and go, tomatoes are fruits, uh, you can fuck off as well. Because that's, 
what I mean? Put that in a fruit salad and see if anybody eats it. You have a whole fruit sauce on your pizza. <laughs> it's technically tomato smoothie under that cheese. What are you talking about? Ah, anyway. <laughs> okay, Samantha. So, and, and uh, to be to, to be fair, Dana, I I I, um, I appreciate and I applaud your um, your stance on that, uh, even though you're wrong. <laughs> um, I was going to say that, <laughs> <laughs> Samantha. Oh, a tough one, because I feel like my brain's now going to food. It must be dinner time here on the uh, on the uh, eastern side of Canada. Um, we talked about this on the show last week, and so I might have to make it make sense for folks that aren't on the North American side of things. But I still stand firmly and will die on the hill that Miracle Whip is better than mayonnaise for every purpose that you might use. If a, and you guys might call it salad cream. Yes, salad cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. Our, a few of our uh, of the people that follow us over on Twitter did the translation because the Brits yes. got to it first because of the time of day. And so they were <laughs> in the replies going, what the heck's a Miracle Whip? Yes. And they're trying to figure out why it's whipped. I think they're thinking yeah. it's like fluffy, like a marshmallow based like, mm. product that I'm trying to put on a, a sandwich. So I think the closest we got was salad cream. I'm not going to lie. Miracle Whip sounds far better. It is better. <laughs> It's ten years. It's delicious. It is it's, the miracle. It, it, it is. It's your soul. It sounds. It sounds like the highest priced option at uh, a massage parlor. <laughs> if uh, if I if I'm thinking about it, I'm not pissed about with just your regular. Whip. We're talking the miracle whip. Miracle whip. This is. I'll get. Out, I'll, I'll open the, the. I'll open the case that's got a break glass on the front of it, and I'll get out the oh. miracle whip. Oh, miracle whip! It's like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> the miracle whip and i'll finish off by calling you uncle yeah. <laughs> and it all so, ties up beautifully so <laughs> salad cream stroke miracle whip is better than mayo is that what you're saying yeah I... yeah i mean we've got a whole like camp of people who think all of it's trash so they're they're not they're not happy when we say that any of the above is good but i'm going team miracle whip all the way if i have to <laughs> lay it out there I, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to firmly have a foot in both camps on that one because yeah. tuna mayonnaise and sweet corn is amazing. Tuna salad cream and sweet corn tastes like disappointment, and also <laughs> that you it, 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 it only tastes like that because you couldn't find any. You've run out of mayonnaise. Is that's what that tastes like? Try mustard. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's crazy talk. We're gonna have to move on from there. That's, that's just... Pineapple on her pizza. As long as you don't try to suggest m mushrooms. Mushrooms um, are the devil's genitals. I know. I heard your episode. <laughs> no good. No good. <laughs> that should have been my controversial opinion because I actually think they're delicious. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. Love... Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we only met half an hour ago. Let's not fall out, okay? <laughs> let's, let's try our best not to. Okay, we so, got to keep the international relations up. We're, we're oh, it's all up to this, us now. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is like a mini UN, isn't it? They're like the, 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 the four of us here, four four people in four countries, um, uh, just talking shit. It, what could be better than that? That is just like the UN, actually. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I've got some would you rather's. Um, I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna start tame, and then we're gonna go not so tame. So um, let's start with: Would you rather someone see all the photos in your phone or read all your text messages? Mm. Ooh, uh, photos in my phone because I feel like my text messages could be misconstrued. Ooh, elaborate. Um, well, you know, like, or maybe they can't be misconstrued and I just don't want people to see what the fuck I said about them. <laughs> I'm like, don't Bing, worry about- Bing, there we go. And the truth yeah, is don't, don't arrived at the truth. about you. Here's a titty photo. <laughs> see, I'm so on I'm the thinking... opposite side. I'm on the opposite side. You're single, because... aren't you? So it makes a difference. Well, and the thing is, and here's and here's the 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 real truth is it isn't even like nudes that I'm worried about. It's just the sheer number of selfies in my phone. Like I can't let oh, the yeah. world know that eighty percent of the cloud storage is just me trying to get the best 
picture of my face possible on any given day. So I feel like that's got to go. That's an explicit instruction that if I die, someone's got to wipe that out immediately. But the texts, because they delete after one year with the way that I've got the phone set up, I know off the top of my head as we talk, there's nothing in there that's too bad. That I, I could I could withstand that one. But the, the pictures are there. They go back much further and, and we need to not release those to the public. I feel we should talk about the fact that you've got your text to delete after a year and why is that? I wish that the story was really racy or something to that effect. It was mostly just being practical that it would save space in your phone. It was mm-hmm. just setting it up so that I would have a bunch of say. Actually, so- no, I've got state secrets that I'm hiding and I can't <laughs> let the CSIS and FBI. Me and Mike were just thinking, she's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of messages saying sorry to people. So it's not that exciting, really, when you think about it. Talking about hockey and maple syrup and saying sorry. It's really oh, typical. The pictures typical. is where it's at. That's where the magic happens in Canada. Oh, that's the photos. true, though, because it takes, like, for a female, at least in my case, I will take 172 pictures before I get the one that mm-hmm. I post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I share uh, I share an iTunes password with my wife, so um, I, I, our, f- our photos end up mixed up when I open my phone. All the ones that she's taken are on there as well. So uh-huh. um, I, I feel like when I'm trying to find a photo of the dog, which is really important, um, <laughs> and I have to scroll through three and a half weeks of pictures of my wife's face. <laughs> um, she's very pretty, but uh, yeah, boring when you scroll through that many. Um <laughs> Okay, next one. Would you rather wake up naked in a forest five miles from home or in your underwear at work? Mm. Um, well, I wake up in my underwear at work every single day. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I was about to but ask the... where you work. So... Yeah. <laughs> but the naked in the He's forest... already bought his plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my resume and everything. <laughs> There's a guest room. So. Uh, but the naked in the forest, five miles away, that just sounds like a good story. Like, I want, I'm, I want that to happen just so I can wake up and be like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? And then, like, retrace my, like, I'm in the movie The Hangover or something. To be fair, when your husband finds out he was, you were th- he was third on your list of, uh, of people that you wanted, there's every chance yeah. he is going to throw you out of the car naked into the woods anyway. So <laughs> this may become a thing. Not a chance in hell. Guys, he's obsessed with me. He loves me too much. Aww. He really does. <laughs> I say that as a joke, but it's also very true. Like, the one thing that I am not worried about at all in this world is that my husband will ever stop loving me. <laughs> oh. Oh. It almost makes me want to go out on a date. Almost. But... <laughs> I thought you were going to say vomit, but that's the difference. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I've been obsessed with him for 12 years now, so. <laughs> so, Samantha, where are you? Are you at work or are you in the woods? Well, right now I'm still work from home. Um, so I think I'm going work because I could probably hide in my call and just do like <laughs> a floating head. Um and the woods is mostly because I heard the five miles part, and that means I have to do some form of fitness, and I'm just not mm-hmm. really feeling the fitness aspect of it, naked or not, right at this time in my life. So let's go naked or in underwear at work on a Zoom. Call. <laughs> I really, I really wasn't thinking about the, uh, the uh, so many people work from home these days when I came over that. First. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, here's here's one that might take more thinking. Is that, would you rather have a permanent unibrow or monobrow, depending how you uh, want to phrase it, or no eyebrows at all? So you're having so, one across your entire head or nothing. Dana has seen my photos from the 90s, so she knows I already know what it's like to barely have any eyebrows. So I am going 100% unibrow because I'm never living that down and I'm never living through it again. Unibrow. Final answer. Final answer. Lock it in. I am also locking in the unibrow because I, you know what, big brows are back now and there are plenty of people out there that can still like uh, work a unibrow, but no eyebrows at all. Yeah, I'm going unibrow. 
Um, I didn't. I didn't realise what having no eyebrows at all um, the difference it made um, until my wife uh, had hers microbladed, mm. and I didn't realise she didn't have any. <laughs> and then she came in all of a sudden. Well, she had very little, and then all of a sudden she comes with her face framed properly. I was like, oh, oh. look at you! <laughs> <laughs> you look surprised. You like, yeah, look at you looking like a normal human being. I had no idea. Oh. Well, that's true love right there. You loved her without the eyebrows. There you go. That's Didn't love. even notice. To, to be fair, I've barely got any as well myself. But <laughs> I've not got to the microblading bit yet. Um, okay, next up is... Um, th- this is where we're turning a corner. Um, <laughs> would, you rather eat, would you rather eat chocolate-flavoured shit or shit-flavoured chocolate? <laughs> Told you, we've shit changed gear now, haven't we? Eh? <laughs> shit-flavoured chocolate. Shit-flavoured chocolate. <laughs> I would rather eat the chocolate that um, somebody... Uh, uh, artificially flavored as shit than to eat real shit. Like the the bacteria and stuff. Like I'm not trying to die of some parasite or get worms or you know any of that stuff. So I will take the artificially flavored shit chocolate. I wasn't expecting a practical answer there. <laughs> <laughs> Event like my brain just immediately was like, oh no no no, this is the one. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a bit like the swastika. It's a bit like the swastika answer. Straight in with an actual. Very serious. These are very serious. This could come up, and then we are forced to go with the answers we had on today's show later in life. Like you never know what you could, you could be yeah. held to. Yeah. So, so, I... so what are you saying then? <gasps> ah, I I I want to say Dana, your answer makes a lot of sense, but I. I can't get around having to do the flavor. Exactly. Oh man, that's a tough one. How big is this piece of chocolate? Is it like a proper bar of chocolate? <laughs> like, are we doing a whole? Is it like a massive? Oh, massive. oh yeah. It's I an American-sized go... bar of chocolate. Oh yeah, we've got enough room. Size of a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think if it's if it's a big bar of chocolate, I think I gotta go with chocolate flavor. As much as I know what it is. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to have to choke down. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just those two words. I know. I <laughs> so many thoughts came into my head. Choke down. I was like, we need to move on because I've got a cast iron constitution, and even I've just nearly wretched. Then let's move on. So again, you know, we are at the the gutter end of these questions now. So. Um, would you rather have sex with a hideously ugly person or a beautiful fresh corpse? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't write these questions, no. by the way. I just chose them. Can I, can, I, can I also just mention I had no part of this? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we've got to now. I mean, in order for me to have sex with a fresh corpse, like rigor mortis would have had to set in, like the dick had to have been hard. I don't think I could do that. I think I'm going to have to go with a really ugly person <laughs> because that won't put me in jail. <laughs> I miss your practicality, Dana. She's got <laughs> very practical again. We expected this from the Canadian. Listen, whatever keeps me out of prison, that's what my brain always goes to. <laughs> Meanwhile, I hear him saying hideously ugly person, and I was thinking, like, like again? You want to know yeah. if I would do it again? <laughs> I'll let those people figure out which one I'm talking about if they're listening. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> Stephanie I think knows I gotta... who it is. <laughs> Stephanie definitely knows who it is. I, yeah, ugly person for sure. No corpses for me. Mm, yeah. Good. Um, I'm not Why are okay, we getting your answers on this? I want to know yeah. if you're fucking a corpse because or not. Because if you're uh, if you're listening to this before we've been on um, on uh, Dana and Sam's podcast, um, if they want to ask questions of us, they need to wait until it's their turn. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got time. To, I've got time to work out my answers here as well. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one of these is going to be: um, Would you rather? See um, and and um, uh, uh, not not wanting to exclude anyone from this question, um, you may have to imagine something in this. Okay, so would you rather see your other half um, in a porn video or your parents in a porn video? See, here's me going again, again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the parents bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a hundred percent my significant other. There's absolutely no, like that's a that's a immediate answer. And I, I, I would watch it every day if I had to to avoid the second one. You see, I thought yeah. Canada, I thought Canada was way more liberal than that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Um, I think that I would also just rather see my husband than my mother or my father in a porn, um, especially together. Um, but I mean, odds are my husband was in a porn at some point anyways, so (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. He, he probably wasn't. There's a chance he was. He does like to watch porn. So I don't know. Maybe I'd definitely rather just see him than uh, my mother. Can I I ask your husband's other name? Not other name, his name. (laughs) His name is Joe. Right, so Joe's Joe's another guest on our podcast, by the way, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> we need Joe to answer that he would release the camera roll on his phone to find out if Joe is in a porn. That's how we're going to well, get to the bottom of that. You would find out if he ever recorded us, and I could tell you that answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my husband is the kind of guy. This is he told me one time, like, hey. Um, Because I was like, is there any chance like in 18 years, somebody's going to knock on your door and be like, daddy, you know, and he was like, well, there was this one time (laughs) like, well, shit, I guess he went to Mexico and the condom broke and then he never saw the girl again. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, at least I know I'm prepared if somebody comes knocking on our door. (laughs) A fifth college fund just in case. And then if it doesn't happen, you guys can go to Maui or something. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. All I heard from that was fifth college fund. And my mind just goes to how expensive it is is to put any child through through the education system in the States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. (laughs) It's it's one of a number of things that um, Mm. the rest of the world just looks at. And that is very low on the (laughs) list of bullshit things going on in the States. Yeah, because I saw a... I don't want this to become a America's fucked up, let's chat about it. But America's fucked up, let's chat about it. Um, (laughs) I saw a TikTok of a woman who came on and said... um, Tell me how much the bill was for having your child. And I was like, and they're going, oh yeah, mine was $40,000 and shit. And I was just like, mm-hmm. 35K. You just hatched a child out of your lady garden and they're coming up with 40 grand bill for it. I was like, you did all the work. What was what, the bill for? Mm. They'll charge you 10 grand a day just to stay in the hospital. <laughs> wow. How are there so many people in America? They got rid of the ability to not have so many people oh, in America. Yes. <laughs> That's going to take us down a rabbit hole. You don't want to open the world to me. I'm going to zip it. That's why I didn't drink before coming on this show. <laughs> if I had drank, we would be here for a while. So I'm going to. We love our Sam rants. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I didn't expect that to go down that route. So. Um... <laughs> I think I think I could probably say that a number of times tonight. <laughs> I didn't expect that to go down that route. Yep. I definitely didn't expect swastikas to be the first thing. <laughs> I was. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting more Crocs. Um, oh, that, that's okay. the that's the kind of level I was thinking of it at, <laughs> rather than just. <laughs> anyway, let's talk a bit more about your podcast. Um, so um, it's. It's relatively new. I mean, you've been podcasting for a while, haven't you, Dana? But there's um, yeah, the, yeah. the, the so two of you together is relatively new. We are seven episodes in at this time of recording here now. So yeah, it is relatively new. But, uh, you know, luckily, we have some great supporters out there that have... Uh, you know, done all of the things and gotten us on charts in the UK and in Canada and in the US and New Zealand and Ireland. And I could probably name a few more. So it has been um, kind of like being shot out of a cannon, I guess. We did our thing and it turns out people like it. And we're just excited to keep going with it because it's really fun for us. Yeah. And I think it helped going in with having several years um, behind us in terms of the social spaces. I've been on Twitter consistently probably since 2018. 
and then did the TikTok thing during all the lockdowns. Um, my following kind of jumped up pretty quickly. Well, it was slow, slow relative to some people's. And then all of a sudden it seemed like I blinked overnight and I was over 100K, which was kind of cool, but also a little weird as, as I'm sure you guys know and experience mm. having um, a large following there as well. But it worked, right? Because you've got people who are familiar with you, familiar with some of your shtick, want to hear a little bit more of it, willing to put in the time to listen to 40 plus minutes of it um so mm -hmm. I, I think we were really beneficial to have some cool uh people that hang out in our social spaces that made the made the trip over to the podcast so yeah it's it's going well um from I've, I've seen on from your from your social media from your instagram that it's um it's going really well yeah yeah it honestly i mean it it was not i don't want to say surprising because uh, truly whenever i was talking to sam and i said let's take over the world i fucking meant it i was like mm. let's let's see what we can do with this and you know it's been a great start i'm really excited about it i've just made the foray back into facebook after like yeah the entire lockdown you know not being on there if you really, really want to get involved in some toxic shit, go back across to there. It's fucking yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know when you know when we um, Baz and I uh, started uh, on TikTok in lockdown, and and I I, I was I, I was one of those people who would be on Facebook four, five, six times a day before um, TikTok came along, and then mm -hmm. I just found myself pissing about, having a bit of fun, doing some dances with the kids, doing some like things that I thought were funny watching other people do funny things and all that. And, and a month went by and I was like, oh, I've not been on Facebook. And I walked onto Facebook. And I don't know if you've seen that meme of a kid who walks into the room and goes, <gasps> and turns around and runs back out. I was like yeah. that on Facebook. I was like, fucking hell, it's horrible here. Take me back to TikTok. Take me back to the fun place. I don't like it here anymore, mommy. Make it stop. Oh my God, you absolutely nailed that face, by the way. Like, the second you made that face, I was like, yep, I know so, it. <laughs> so, if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon or whatever, um, yeah, go to YouTube to see that face. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I do like that. You know, TikTok, especially that algorithm you can curate, right? What you hang out and watch and what you engage with is going to be what you see more of. So if something comes across your feed that you don't like, just scroll past it and you know that it's less likely to push to you and then you can stay with the cool stuff. I mean, every so often I end up with something that that gets there and it's usually a sad video of someone's dog and I end up, I go on the roller coaster of emotion, right? I'm laughing, I'm crying, I'm angry and around and around and around we go. But um, it, it's a cool space and definitely a nice change from just the never ending opinions of people on Facebook that are less informed, but very, very vocal. So it's mm. a cool, it's yeah. a cool little platform. So, so how, how, how have you both survived on Twitter for so long? Because tw Twitter is obviously an unabated cesspool of opinion, isn't it? Yeah, I think what I do mostly is ignore and block. <laughs> so I do that myself, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I just can't engage in it whenever somebody wants to come and say something stupid. I'm like, all right, dude, I know that that's more about you. And it's sorry, but it's usually a dude. <laughs> and so I'm like, it's more about you and your bullshit than it is about what I posted. So like, just block and move on, block, move on and thick skin. Like, I just don't give a shit. And I think that's the biggest secret, right? So social media teaches you really, really quickly that the opinions of other people, like there's, it's like cockroaches. And, and, and if you're trying to change it one at a time, it's the equivalent of trying to get rid of a cockroach problem one at a time. Like you're going to oh turn God. around and there's 10,000 more and, and it's just, it's an exercise in futility. So learning to just filter it out by ignoring, by refusing to engage, by blocking, uh -huh. by muting, all that stuff. And I think we've curated a good um, little corner of Twitter, both Dana and I, where a lot of the people who follow us or engage with the, the stuff are there to have fun. And they're, for the most part, pretty respectful. I think in the grand scheme of what people are capable of on that platform, um, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with what I encounter most days. It's only when I go looking for the crap with people and their opinions about all the various things that people have had very outspoken opinions about in the last couple of years. That's where I get myself really pissed off and realizing that I'm, I'm probably going down a road that I don't need to be going down. Do you know, we, we all went through lockdown and then we came out of lockdown and we started uh, interacting with real humans again, like in pubs and things. 
I was I was almost looking for the not interested button during conversations. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, no, no, where is this? How do I mute this person? I just need to mute. Uh, not interested. <laughs> Stop it. Go away. I can't Push get rid of this their person. forehead and say block. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same with Tinder? Do, you, do, do people do that in real life? They go somewhere and they're, they're swiping right on people's faces and left. It was like... Yeah. But in a, actually, I saw, uh, I saw a video of a, a, a kid. Um, it must have been 18 months old, uh, reading a magazine, uh, double tapping on the picture to make it bigger. Oh. In a magazine. But listen, yeah. I've done it, like, quite literally trying to make it bigger. <laughs> Me too. And went, what are you doing? You mm -hmm. existed in a world before phones. How is your muscle memory this short? It's just, nope, that's not going to work. We're going to have uh, to just like, get closer to it physically. Oh, it's, it's like, it's like my, my son. My, my son, if there's, if there's 45 seconds of his brain not being stimulated, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. And I said to him the other day, I said, mate, you don't realize that when I was your age in the summer holidays, I would move a worm with a stick left and right <laughs> two hours i'd get out of that what just where's the creativity gone man do you know yeah. well you went on a road trip and you played the game looking for like guess who or or i spy or you had to try to find all the red cars or punch exactly. buggies or whatever it was now kids got you can't go down to the corner store without their ipad in the car they're having an absolute conniption it's 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 really crazy <laughs> Yeah, uh, this 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 won't work on on um, on Spotify. But this is the uh, Gen Z version of uh, like making something bigger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you look like Dick Tracy with that thing. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in the eighties. The only thing that's used for is setting fire to ants. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's where my brain went. That's, that's literally. That's literally. Making ants pop in the sunshine. And on that bombshell, I think that's probably all I said. I can't think of a better way to end the podcast than that. So um, so I need to say thank you so much to uh, to Dana and Samantha. It was amazing meeting you. Really enjoyed your company. Really looking forward to being on your podcast as well. So um, if you're watching and listening th uh, to this, uh, there's every chance by the time this one goes out uh, that we'll have been on theirs as well. So... Um, go and find, I'm going to read it off a piece of paper so I don't get it wrong again this time. So go and search out the Where's Our Participation Trophy um, podcast. You did that really well. Thank you. <laughs> um, I couldn't possibly get that wrong again, could I? Um, so if you go to thelockin.co.uk, uh, there will be a link to um, all of um, Dana's socials, all of Samantha's socials and all of the links to the podcast and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I love? I love that um, on our podcast, we've brought people from another podcast on and that's just kind of what you can do these days, you know? You wouldn't get people from, I'll make this American so people can all understand it. You wouldn't get people from CNN inviting people from Fox over and going, yeah, you want to go and watch their shit as well. It's really good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what we can do because we're in such a beautiful space here. So um, go and see all their stuff. Um, and don't forget to, um, when you've seen their stuff, come back and like, share, all that, uh, all our stuff, sort of stuff. So um, I'll say it again. I say it every week. If you've enjoyed listening to us, then share it with your friends. If you haven't enjoyed it, share it with people you don't like. I don't give a shit. Just share it, okay? <laughs> so thanks again to you two um, for being on. Really enjoyed your company. I will speak to you soon uh, on your podcast. And that's it for this show. So thanks, everyone. And we'll thanks see you next much. week. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Lot In Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to all our social media platforms. Head over to thelockin.co.uk for all the links.